The whole concept of eye contact is very interesting because I remember being raised to believe, I was taught that when you make eye contact with someone, it's like a sign of respect, right? And it shows someone that you're listening to them, that you're paying attention when you're looking them in the eye. And I do believe that. So my only kind of the thought that I've come to now is I'm realizing that when I'm formulating a thought, especially a complex thought when I'm trying to break something down and make it easy to understand and digestible, um, I can't be making eye contact with anything. I can't be looking or focusing on a physical thing like a person or an object or anything like my basically my physical eyes kind of shut off. My third eye is like projecting this image in my mind and I'm translating that image into words. So when I'm speaking, it's almost like my eyes, physical eyes don't even really work anymore. They're not, I'm not seeing what's around me. Like literally it's funny because sometimes I'll be doing this, like recording like a podcast um, on my phone and I'm just chilling on my couch and I'll have to actually stop what I'm doing because all my, my all of a sudden my eyes will tune into the physical and I'll be like, what the fuck is like something fell over or there's something broken on the ground or whatever, like something that I, I was so zoned in. And I know that part of that is like with ADHD, the whole hyper focus thing. I definitely have hyper focus to like an extreme degree. Like I grew up being an avid book reader and I could sit in the middle of the most chaotic place like for example a Christmas party I'm this 11 year old kid and I went with my parents at a Christmas party with all these adults that I do not want to be around there's like no kids there's no toys there's nothing for the kids to do so I brought a book I sat on the couch at this person's random person's house you know and everyone's mingling all around me and I was just zoned into my book the thing is, is I was so zoned in so intensely reading this book like hearing like when I read a book I'm in the book I can hear what the characters are saying in my head I hear the different voices I'm picturing the scenes like it's almost like I'm watching a movie inside my own head and I'd be so zoned in that like someone would try to be having a conversation with me and I wouldn't even hear them they'd be saying my name even over and over and I wouldn't even hear them unless someone actually came up to me and like touched my knee or some or waved in front of my face and I'm like oh what's up like it's almost like I get so zoned in that I am not even aware of physical reality anymore and that is one thing that makes me really good at manifesting so this is one reason why I do really believe that people that have neurodivergent tendencies have more of a superpower than they realize most of the time. Some people realize it, but some people don't. They feel that it's an illness, like a disability. But the fact that we can go into that hyper-focus mode means we can intensely and very intricately create this exact image, this scenario where we can feel it happening, we can sense it, we can hear it, we can see it all in our mind. And it makes it easy to manifest because we're so zoned in. Some people can't focus like that. They can't get that focused. Um, But so the whole thing with eye contact is I believe personally that when we're making eye contact with someone, we are overlapping our consciousnesses. 
So it can be really difficult to formulate clear sentences or clear thoughts and actually describe something accurately when you're making eye contact with somebody because your imagery in your mind is overlapping with their imagery. So I I did another, I don't know if I posted this podcast or if it's still just sitting in my phone, but I talked about this the other day. When we make eye contact, there's an energy exchange that happens through our eyes, but also through our heart. If we're, if we're making eye contact and we're open-hearted and connecting, not if we're making eye contact trying to hide or be evasive. Like, that's not the same thing. I'm talking about when two people are engaged in a conversation and they're making eye contact and they're both participating with the flow of conversation, give and take, and it's, and it's flowing smoothly. There's an energy exchange that happens between the eyes and also between the heart. It's like this, like, energy so what it feels like to me is the energy goes out of one person's heart into the others and it kind of recycles back and forth almost like a figure eight in between the two hearts okay and then I sense that there's also a smaller version of that energy through the eyes but what happens is the eyes when the eye con okay when the focus because your eyes are where your focus lies you 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 shift your focus with your eyes. So your eyes are choosing what you're focusing on, right? So when two people's eyes from separate bodies meet, though that, that energy, because the eyes produce an energy. When you're looking at something, you are receiving information, yes, but you're also giving out a signal with your eyes. The, the, the focus of your energy can be felt through your eyes. That's why you can feel when someone's looking at you because there's actual vibrations coming out of their eyes at you because they're focused on you. Um, so when two focuses bounce into each other, which is, that's what eye contact is my focus and the focus of the other person, those two energy vibrations, those wavelengths are crashing into each other. And what happens is they crash in and they bounce. Okay. Part, part of the energy intermingles with the other person. So the energies kind of intermingle a little bit, but they also bounce off of each other a little bit, creating a third energy that is like above them, hovering kind of in between them. And this energy is the overlapping of their imaginations. So that's how it can be really much easier to to like guess what someone's going to say next or to um, read what you their mind literally when you are making eye contact with somebody and having a conversation like that you you're both literally able to see each other's imagination station (laughs) Um, because they're overlapping in that moment when you are making eye contact so Eye contact is definitely a way to connect to someone's energy if you are trying to tune into someone's intentions, their motivations, something like that. That's one reason why they say the eyes are the window to the soul. And the other reason is because your eyes, the nerve endings in your eyeballs are actually connected to the nerve ending in every single nerve in your body. So every single nerve in your body somehow is connected to your eyeball because your eyeballs are your pretty much the main, one of the main 
sensory inputs of how we decipher information the eyes i mean huge of course yes there's the ears the sound then there's the feeling on the body like sensation and touch and then there's scent but um eyes are pretty much our primary unless you're blind obviously the eyes are like the primary way of interpreting vibrations so anyway just thought that was interesting to think about to be careful what we look at and what we allow into our eyes right what we allow into our field of vision but not just be careful just take note it's about taking note because what is coming into your field of vision is what your internal higher you wants you to see like your focus can be guided by your higher self if you allow it to be so taking note like oh wow that's weird like for example when i go into my refrigerator and i'm like i really want to find something to eat i'm hungry but i don't know what i want and i go in there whatever my eye naturally lands on and i and it stays there for a second is usually what my higher self or my ego right you have to discern is it your ego that wants that bad thing that's going to make you feel temporary temporary satisfaction or is it your higher self letting it letting your focus land there because it's something that you need that your body needs or that your energetic body needs so mind that's why mindfulness is so key but yeah so um allowing your eyes to be guided by your intuition by your higher self that's huge. It's something I'm always, always working on. Um, and then also for me being aware of who I make eye contact with, like when I'm walking around, a lot of the times these days I'll wear sunglasses. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily want to feel everyone's energy. And the more I make eye contact with people, the more I can feel their energy. So it's a good way of like shielding yourself and shielding your energy is not making eye contact with all those strangers that you pass on the street. I noticed that for myself like when i do make eye contact with everyone that i'm passing on the street i end up like feeling all these energies when i get home and i feel like drained from just like a simple walk so yeah eye contact is huge uh it's very powerful but also the cool thing is is most i think that something that i think is a valuable piece of information that a lot of people don't know is that your actual sight when you look at something you're giving off your there is an energetic frequency emitting from your eyes i think that is a huge key point that people it's like a powerful thing to know um because and they've proved it in physics they've shown that when you observe something it doesn't have the same movement as when you're not observing it when you're not observing it it does something different as soon as you start observing it sometimes the particle will just disappear in physics you start looking at the particle and it's gone and you'll notice that too like with people someone will be doing something so cute and then all of a sudden you look at them and then they stop doing it because they get shy or embarrassed or whatever because they can feel you looking at it they can feel your perception of it right so being mindful of our eyes what we're looking at what we're we are affecting things with our eyes and when you look at something and you think things that are negative toward that thing it can feel you your food your body plants animals children other people you look at them and your thoughts are not filled with love and acceptance if your thoughts are filled with judgment or with 
um, frustration or misunderstanding, like the energy and the frequency that, that you're carrying while you're looking at that thing can be felt. So just keep that in mind. That's why in, in, in most religions, they talk about being grateful for your food before you eat it, like saying a prayer of gratitude before you eat your food, because it puts your body, number one, in a vibrational state of harmony that allows your body to digest food better and absorb more nutrients. And the other reason is because the food itself can feel how you feel about it. So if you really are like, I do not like this food. This food tastes gross. I can't believe I have to eat this. This is stupid. The food can feel how you feel about it and the food becomes more acidic. And uh, the basics of health, there is a certain pH balance in our body that we need to have for optimal health. Um, So when our body is too acidic, right? And acidity, you can do this research yourself, but different foods have different levels of of acidity. But illness, most illnesses come from over acidity, over and over acidity in the body. Um, So uh, just, yeah, definitely that's a good example, right? Like being grateful for what you're eating and being grateful for the nourishment that it's giving you. And if you're not grateful for it, then don't eat it. It's like better to just not eat it. <laughs> better for your body, better for yourself to just not eat it if it's not going to bring you joy. Um, no, I'm not encouraging like anorexia or anything like that. Please don't get me wrong. Uh, but I do a lot of intermittent fasting now because as our bodies, as we are becoming higher vibrational, more of a light body, more of a light being instead of a dense, earthly, dense vibrational being, like the less fear that we have, the more that we are living in love, um, the honestly, the less nourishment we need from physical food, because literally light is the essence of creation, like pure, pure, perfect, divine love and light are pretty much one and the same in my opinion. Um, and so your light body literally can feed off of love. Like love can provide your light body all the nourishment and the nutrients that it needs. And that's how different ascended masters were able to fast for really long periods of time because they basically would meditate on love and their divinity. And then that essence of that energy, of that vibration of creation itself would basically recreate the cells in their body as if they were feeding themselves with the nourishment from food, like plants um, or other food. Because that's all it is. That's the only reason we eat. We eat because we need nourishment and we can get all the nourishment we need from the essence of life itself, which is divine love, divine light. So it all makes sense if you think about it that way, right? Anyway, okay, I think this one's over. I think I'm done with this this one now. But yeah, I, I, I hope that that was not too rambly. I think I stayed pretty much on topic. 